think sometimes we can fade into living our Christian life in the power of our own personality or the power of our own self-discipline. And we can forget that Christianity, true Christianity, is lived on a supernatural level. And that's why we can so often make it excusable for us to do things that we know are not what God wants us to do. Um, because what we're doing is we're appealing to, well, that's all the best I can do. And God loves me and, 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 and he'll accept the best I can do. And what God does, does love you and he's not going to I'll throw you out of the family because you're getting it wrong. It's not the best thing. Not the best thing for you and not the best thing as far as pleasing him. You see, we need to understand that the Christianity God is asking us to live is to be lived on a supernatural level. His power working through us and changing everything. In Colossians chapter 1, we're dealing with the prayer of Paul uh, for these Colossians. And uh, in verse 11, uh, he says, Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. So Paul's praying for these Colossians. Now, he's not praying for them for strength to fight. Uh, he's not praying for them for strength to lift weights. He's praying for them for strength to endure with joyfulness, for strength to hang in there uh, when times are tough. We need to understand that uh, the world and Christianity will never be good friends. Uh, the enemy, uh, Satan, hates Christianity as far as he's concerned. It's a plague on the earth, and he is fighting tooth and nail uh, to destroy it. He sought to destroy Jesus, and uh, he wants to destroy Christianity. He's going to fight against it until the very end, until that day when the Lord Jesus Christ defeats him with the sword of his mouth. The enemy is going to fight uh, as best he can to destroy Christianity. Which means that you and I, uh, if we're living the Christian life, if we're living in his power, if we're living the reality, walking worthy of the Lord, we're going to get trouble. We're going to have problems and difficulties over now. We don't court problems. We don't look for problems. But we're going to find trouble. We're going to find problems. And we're going to have to learn to live that with joyfulness. And that can only be done uh, according to his power. So patience there is the in, is endurance it's the same word as when it says when jesus endured the cross it's endurance it's, it's hanging in there jesus had a job to do saving the world in order for him to do it he had to go through something that was painful that was really the last thing he wanted to do and so he did that he endured the cross he stayed on the cross he didn't leave and give up and decide this is too much i can't do it you and I need to learn to endure with his power. And then it says long-suffering. Now, long-suffering is a nasty word. It means suffering long. Uh, it means hanging in there when the times get tough. These Colossians were having their tough times. All the letters that are written to the Christians in the New Testament are talking about tough times, talking about difficulties, and they're having their difficulties. And Paul is saying, hang in there. Hang tough. Endure. Um, be long-suffering. I know it's tough. I know you're having a hard time, but hang in there. Now, <clears throat> we need to adopt that mindset too. Um, we live in an age when if it doesn't feel good, I'm not doing it. We live in an age when if it's too hard on me, I'm out. And that's very common in our culture. But you know, you can't succeed at anything that way, and you certainly can't succeed at Christianity. 
Because if the enemy gets to know that about you, I can guarantee you he's going to throw enough junk your way uh, to unsettle you and to derail you. And you have to dig in and decide you're going to endure and you're going to be long-suffering. But then Paul throws in something that really seems totally out of line with what he's saying. He says, with joyfulness. That you and I are to endure long-suffering, be long-suffering with joyfulness. Now, <clears throat> the first two are hard. The third one's impossible. We don't have it in us. But like we said yesterday, God never intended for you to do it in your own power. It's his power working through you. It's the power of the infinite spirit of God dwelling in you and working through you that allows you to endure long-suffering with power and with joyfulness. All right, so let me ask you a question here. Here we are in the middle of something that's you know, we had never expected, we never planned for, uh, we never intended uh, to live basically locked in our homes for 10 weeks now and, and running. And you're, you're going through this and it's getting difficult and it's getting hard. And the longer it goes, the harder it gets. Let me ask you, are you enduring with long suffering? And you might say, well, yes, I am. But then let me ask you this. Are you enduring with long-suffering, long, with long-suffering joyfully? Because that's the acid test. Anyone can do the first two if they put their mind to it. But the joyfulness is something that is outside the realm of your power and my power. That's where we have to start leaning on the Lord. Do you know that God creates situations in our lives to make us lean on him so that he can show himself mighty in and through us? And that's what he's doing in our lives right now. So if you're not joyful in it today, why don't you talk to God about it? Just get along with him, you and God, and ask him to help you to be joyful in the circumstances you're in right now and to demonstrate his power in a situation that really is not your, your choice, not your desire.